Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hello, friend, and welcome to episode 78 of the Still Space podcast, when you are approaching a new phase of your life. Many of my clients come to me in transition, and transition could be from something to anything. So that could be from being healthy to newly diagnosed with cancer, from having been married to now approaching divorce, from having been an executive leader to now being a laid-off executive leader, from having been a thriving professional in a career and now facing your 50s and 60s and thinking about what will life be like in retirement? Will I be fulfilled? Will I have enough to do? Will I still be relevant? Or maybe wanting to start a new career and how do I do that? Transition can involve a move, a physical move from one geographical location to another, or an emotional move from having enjoyed a house full of children to now you're an empty nester, or maybe just starting your first professional role, or going back to work after having been a stay-at-home mom. Transitions are part of life. And they become difficult when we have, number one, expectations tied to them, and number two, thoughts that are assumptions that have molded into beliefs that make us feel inferior, that we aren't good enough, that we don't have enough confidence, that we aren't getting what we think we should be getting, more expectations. So today we're going to talk about what it's like to move into a new phase of your life. It's interesting how much hope and wisdom comes from having lived a full life. If you've ever been with people in their 70s and 80s that are content, that are fully enriched by their lives, they have a keenness and a wisdom about them, but mostly they are content. They are satisfied. Recently, my husband and I had dinner in Europe with some cousins of his outside of Frankfurt, Germany, and one of them said, and I thought this was so poignant, you know, at this point in my life, I've done everything that I've wanted to do. I've accomplished everything. 
Now I ride my bike, I go do things that are of interest to me, but I've done everything that I want to do and now I pay it forward and I'm grateful. That's a satisfied life. That's what I want for you. Yet often with all of our accomplishments, we feel we've missed something that we don't know what everything we've done amounts to, that we're not sure we have purpose to our lives, that retirement means an ending, that we won't be relevant after a layoff, that the best years of our lives are behind us. And that's very much the American culture. Strive, do more. Capitalism is built on this. This is why you're constantly improving your home, improving your yard, getting a better car, going on a bigger vacation. That's what our culture tells you it is to have a satisfied life. And that's why I work so hard with my clients and in this podcast to help you find a still space to give yourself a little bit of relief so that you can see the glory and the beauty that is already in your life, that you've already lived, and how much of that is still ahead of you. Now, even if you have been diagnosed with a difficult disease, for instance, Now, most of us are not physicians, and we go out and look on the internet and look up things that sometimes can be dangerous that aren't even soundly grounded in research, but we struggle with this need to want to control a situation. It's human nature to want to survive. That's why we're not extinct as a species. That's very common. But what if we were to tell ourselves, you know... I would like this to be different, but I acknowledge that it's not. And I know that none of us are getting out of this alive. And while it would have been nice to be able to, whatever it is that your aspirations are, I am going to make the most of every moment that I have because I know there's wisdom and precious magic in those moments. I learned this from my own father. He had been through a horrendous surgery and they wanted to go now to chemo and more treatments. And he said to the doctor, I'm done. I just want to live out the rest of my life in my home. And that's what we made happen for him. So let's go back to some of the thoughts that I was going through at the beginning of this podcast so that we can begin to understand what our mind does. You know, those oh, I don't know if my life has meaning. I'm not sure that I'm doing anything with purpose. I'm not sure that I'm bringing value anywhere. I don't know what the meaning of life is. All of these sort of nonsensical thoughts that take over when we are not intentional with our thinking. This is where we ask ourselves, who's in charge, the thinker or the thoughts? And if we are not in charge, if we're not intentional, consciously aware of what we're thinking, then the thoughts take over. And the thoughts are those of self-preservation, where we doubt ourselves and play small. So let's remember two things. Number one, these are thoughts. They are not edicts and they are not facts. They are thoughts. They run around in our heads, which is why we try and find a still space and take a deep breath and reflect. 
Now there are three, there's a process here, it's called the three R's. And this still space practice of the three R's is something that you can do with yourself. It's particularly helpful when you can do it when you're in conflict with someone else. Have you ever done or said something that you regret later? This is a practice that you can use in real time. So the first thing you want to do when you find your thoughts not serving you or you find yourself wanting to respond in a way that's not going to be appropriate, number one, retreat. First R is retreat. And that could mean leave the situation, take a deep breath, pause, remind yourself of a mantra that means something to you, but you must retreat from the process of these runaway thoughts that are taking over. If you're in a conflict with somebody, I'm sure you can remember yourself thinking something like, this is terrible, they're not respecting me, I need to speak up, I won't be treated this way. You know, Those are thoughts. Number one, retreat from those thoughts. And if that means removing yourself physically from the situation, It's okay to say, you know what? I need a moment to myself here. I'm going to just take a a minute outside and then I'll be back or take a deep breath. If you're at a meeting, just practice taking a deep breath, feeling that air goes down the back of your throat into your belly and releasing it before you respond. That's the first R, retreat. And the second R is reflect. This is where you can remind yourself, hand to heart, that I'm okay here. I know I'm feeling a little bit threatened. Honor the feeling. I know I'm feeling a little bit put out. I know I'm feeling a little bit whatever that feeling is, afraid, etc. I'm acknowledging that. I'm going to reflect on how I want to respond instead of how my needy ego wants to react to protect myself and put this person down or else sometimes I put myself down in these own thoughts I carrying around. So number one, retreat. Number two, reflect. Third R is respond. That's where you are certain about the way that you want to handle this situation that's either going on in your mind or in your feelings, in your heart, or in an interaction with another person. So it's number one, retreat. Number two, reflect. Number three, respond. And here's another still space practice that I want you to keep in mind. Think about the Target logo. It's a big red and white bullseye. You are the center of that bullseye. You're the part in the center, that big red dot in the center. What you can control is in that red dot. The white around that red dot are the people that are close to you, maybe the new diagnosis you've been given, maybe the job that you have, maybe these outside situations that are still pretty close to you. But there is a boundary between the red dot and the white circle around it. You need to take care of you in that red dot. Those white things that are around the outside that influence whether you're content or happy or reactive or negative, they are still outside the boundary of you. And then the red circle around that white circle is just everything else that goes on in the world. The nonsense, the news, 
COVID, wars, all of these things that you have absolutely no bearing on, but that we do adopt thoughts and assumptions around. Manage yourself in that red dot. Know the difference between what is in the white circle around you and what is in your soul. What is innate to you? What you can control? Because those things in that white circle often end up creeping into the red when we don't lay the boundary. So no, I'm not going to respond negatively or feel threatened or whatever it is because this white part of my life is trying desperately to threaten my ego. I am going to remain calm and know that I have a lot of tools that I can use. I have gratitude. I have faith if that's something that is important in your life. I have spirituality. I have friends. I have family. I am enough just as I am because the red center of that logo does not change color, does not get bigger or smaller. It remains a constant. And that is the foundation of who you are. So earlier I talked about these thoughts that play in your head being important in two ways. Number one, they are thoughts, and we just discussed all of that. Number two, they are thoughts that are assumptions. These are assumptions based on flawed beliefs that grew out of emotions we turn away from. So we're turning away from the fear of the unknown that comes from a new situation or a new phase of our life, which could be a new job, a new marriage, a new divorce, a new diagnosis, a new neighborhood, a new lots of things. It could be regret, the assumptions that we have around regret. I did this. I'm sorry I did it. I wish I could do it over. We can't do over, right? We're the red center of the target logo. The things around the the outside of that, the white things, people we may have disappointed, uh, situations that didn't turn out the way we wanted, they're still there, but we can't change the white, just like the white can't change the red. There's a boundary between the two. And we have to honor the feelings that rise up in us when we have a difficult time accepting the wholeness and goodness of the boundaries between us and the situations. Yes, we create things and sometimes we regret that, but we can't change it. We can learn from it. If the emotion is sadness, I'm just really deeply sad. I miss this person. We get curious about that. What is it that I miss? I miss the continuity of having somebody there in my life. I miss knowing that I could lean on this person. I miss all of these things. And maybe what I'm starting to discover is that I'm being pulled into a new phase of my life where I have to be whatever that person represented to you or in that family or whatever. But we have to understand these emotions. They could be anger. They could be frustration. It could be confusion. But we develop beliefs from these flawed thoughts. And now these beliefs become so ingrained in us, we become 
very personalized by the situation. Well, this always happens to me. It's going to take over every aspect of my life. It's never going to go away. Watch the always, evers, and nevers. If you find yourself saying always, never, and ever, you know you're in a victim quadrant of the drama triangle. You know, we can be victims, bullies, or rescuers. Any corner of that triangle is bad news for all of us. So we don't want to be overbearing like a bully and we don't want to I'll just jump in and help this person I'll do it for them because that's more about us than it is about helping them and the worst place that we can be is victimized by another person by a situation by a job by a diagnosis by family the victim position on that triangle victim bully rescuer that victim position is powerless and that's where we end up feeling frustrated and really uncomfortable and dreading moving forward because we don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. When we learn how to honor the emotion and break the perseverative cycle of defeating thoughts with a go-to personal practice, the world opens. And we talked about a couple of them here today. We talked about the three R's, retreat, reflect, respond. We talked about boundaries with you as the center of the target logo and the things in the white around the outside are influences, but still are not inside your core. And then of course, everything else that goes on in the world that is never going to get close to you, but sometimes we adopt thoughts and assumptions about those. So here's an example of putting this into practice. My mother is in a nursing home. It scares me sometimes to visit her because in my grief for her condition, I also have to admit that I worry if I'll end up the same way. And I have regret and guilt about that. I mean, my mom is really struggling in the state that she's in, and I'm sometimes making this about me. And I know enough from what I study and what I teach and what I've learned is that it's the very moment that I need to acknowledge how uncomfortable this makes me. And if I get really curious about it, because, you know, I could say the emotion is I'm afraid. I'm afraid this will happen to me. Yes, that's on the surface. But if I get really even more curious and sort of push the afraid aside like a shower curtain, I need to push this aside. What's behind it? What's behind the shower curtain? You know how when you, you watch television and they're interviewing a criminal behind a glass mirror and that person can't see you? Yeah, you just, you want to push the mirror out of the way and get down to the heart, shower curtain of fear out of the way. What is behind this? And I can get underneath that discomfort where I realize something really important that I'm also afraid of being in that state and being alone. Bam. That's the real fear. Even though it's nonsensical. I have a loving husband. I have loving children. I live in a community with lots of friends and lots of support. But I'm certain that I'm going to be alone and that scares me. And I look at this situation and in all of this, I've made it about me. 
The real fear is my fear of being alone and I cannot show up for my mom when I'm in this head trash that's going on and I can't even show up for myself. So with the hand to my heart, I say to myself, oh yeah, this is me just making this about me. Now do you see there's no judgment in that. Mindfulness is not about judging self when we realize things. It's about saying, I see this. I'm consciously aware of this and interrupting the pattern of the negative thoughts of this is going to happen to me. I can't believe this is going to happen to me. Blah, 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 blah. No, just let me take a deep breath. Oh, I'm going to interrupt this pattern. It's called a pattern interrupt with whatever you can think of that works for you. Oh, I just do this sometimes. Oh yeah, this is just me being my chicken little self. Whatever it is that you can do to break and snap that pattern. Oh yeah. Go ahead and say it to yourself. This is me just making this about me. I do that sometimes. And then go to what else is true, not an assumption. I am grateful for my loving family. Yes, my future is unknown. So I'll just go on living and loving at my best because that's what makes me happy. And just that little still space moment opens up the world. It's like you've been looking through one of those telescopes with a very narrow view and you've put down the telescope and the whole world is bigger than you, than that finite view that you've been looking at. The world becomes larger when we take the spotlight away, especially from ourselves. Unfortunately, we can't get there without facing and releasing difficult emotions that will not set your hair on fire, that will not kill you, that will not bring you down. They just scare you. Our culture would like to tell you to fix all of this with positive affirmations. Just be positive. That is a band-aid. It won't work. We have to understand what's underneath the discomfort and go there and be with it to release it. We can release that which we own, but if we don't know what it is, it's just going to come after us. So think of all the edgy, angry, difficult, sad, these are emotional people that you know. They're running from emotions that are screaming to be released. And they cover over those what they don't want to face with behaviors. And what are those behaviors? Overworking, the need to be heard, maybe withdrawing, perfectionism, overeating, vices, expectations, assumptions, and other self-defeating behavior. When we can turn around and face what has been chasing us down, that's freedom. That's how we move into the next phase of our life. And it's not hard because you don't have to scratch and claw for what is that going to be like? What should I be doing? Once you can get all of this discomfort out of the way by sitting with it and being with it, what is pulling you will be obvious. It'll be like a rainbow, butterflies, all the things that you dreamed about because the clarity will be there once the veil of discomfort has been moved aside because you've disarmed its power by facing it and getting curious about it and discovering the message that's behind it. So if this resonates with you, uh, there's a link in the show notes to 
my Epic Discovery coaching page, and this will give you a lot of information on how I work with people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s to position their unique genius, to be strong in a career, connected in relationships, and reorient to life beyond a corporate role, maybe if you're approaching retirement. I would encourage you to take a look at this because it's hard to make this transition on your own. It's the reason why there are coaches for single sports like ice dancing and tobogganing because you can't see yourself from all sides. It's very difficult to have the awareness of a third-party perspective because you're in your own skin. So when someone can shed light on what else is going on, you start to see the world from a broader perspective, and I'm happy to do that with you. So remember the three R's, retreat, reflect, respond, and that you are the center of that red and white target. The white around you does not get inside unless you allow it. There is a boundary between influences and you at your core, wishing you your own strength and power and insight and intentional conscious life today. I'm glad you were with me today, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me.